the concept of narcissism is familiar to most of us. But what are the defining traits of a narcissist? And at what point does it become unhealthy? Listen on to know more about the subtle signs of narcissism and how they exist in most of us. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you. This is a podcast for reflection. It is not a tool to self-diagnose. If you have suicidal thoughts or you are in distress, contact a qualified therapist or psychiatrist immediately. Episode 4. Hi and welcome to Mind Your Mornings. I am Anna Chandy, your host for this podcast. Over the last 27 years, I have worked with more than 500 people, both individuals and families. And through this podcast, I want to bring to you what I have learned about life and its nuances through experiences of people I have interacted with. Today, let's start with a small exercise. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the word narcissism. Go on, take a few seconds to think about it. Did you think of Hitler? Who else? Did you think of someone who is selfish? Or were you reminded of someone obsessed with their looks or maybe someone who just can't get over themselves. Well, if you did, you are not alone. What most of us understand about narcissism comes from today's pop culture. A lot of TV shows and books are based on characters that are defined as narcissists. These characters are seen as charismatic people with an underlying sinister motive. And today, of course, social media is full of influencers. We find a lot of them obsessed with themselves. And in our heads, we've labeled them as narcissists. Yes, these are the traits of narcissism. But they are not only the traits of narcissism, narcissism exists on a spectrum, just like a lot of our behavior. Often, we label people on one extreme of the spectrum. We tend to see only the obvious, amplified ones. But narcissistic traits are universal, which means they exist in each one of us. We all lie somewhere on the spectrum of healthy to unhealthy narcissism. 
So then, how do we know if we are on the unhealthy side? There are typically nine traits that define narcissism. Someone with five or more of these traits is said to have narcissistic personality disorder or NPD. The first trait is grandiose fantasies in behavior. The second one is preoccupied with thoughts of power, attractiveness and sex appeal. The third, little or no empathy for others. The fourth, a high need for attention, admiration and recognition. The fifth is an inflated sense of importance. The sixth is a belief about personal specialness. The seventh is a sense of entitlement and exploitation of others. The eighth, arrogant and conceited behavior. And the last one is the tendency to envy others and believe that others envy them. People with five or more of these traits, that is people with NPD, are addicted to their supply from other people. And the supply could be positive as well as negative admiration. The idea is people with NPD like power. They have an inherent need to control others to get what they want. People with NPD are complicated. It is difficult to trace these people and diagnose them. Someone at the unhealthy extreme of narcissism is a clear sociopath and they are infamous for gaslighting. Gaslighting makes the other person feel they are in the wrong. The other person believes they have misjudged the situation or got it wrong. Narcissism is a learnt behaviour. And like many of our behaviours, this also goes back to our childhood. I shared the concept of attunement and mirroring in the earlier episodes. When the needs of the parent or primary caregiver are prioritized over and above the needs of an infant, the system has gone wrong. The misattachments with the mother and primary caregivers lead to deep insecurity. This happens in the early years, which lead to reactions which then gets encoded into the unconscious of the child as negative core beliefs. These negative core beliefs lead to internal psychological chaos in the child. The child does not develop the capacity to self-soothe himself or herself. The chaos within the child is deep anguish and shame. It is visceral and experienced as body sensations. He or she doesn't understand 
how to make meaning of it, how to embrace it, how to accept it. The child develops a very critical voice inside them or projects it onto another person, which is the other extreme. The child either develops rigid boundaries, which lead to NPD, or porous boundaries that lead to borderline personality disorder or BPD. Unfortunately, I have come across many such cases in systemic work, and a lot of them have gone undiagnosed for very long, and this chaos is transmitted to the next generation. So coming back to the continuum of narcissistic traits, imagine a child who has been healthy with early years, an infant whose needs are met by the parents. The child grows up to feel secure and as an adult develops a healthy need for admiration and respect from others. A certain level of acknowledgement from others is important for an individual's self-esteem. Now imagine a child whose needs were not met in early childhood. As an adult, they have a strong need, almost a hunger for admiration from others to fill this void in them. This deficiency leads to dependency and unhealthy narcissism. Now the thing with unhealthy narcissism is that it impacts all areas of the person's life. It shows up in leadership and authority. It shows up as superiority and arrogance. It shows up as self-absorption. It shows up as exploitation or entitlement. Typically, there are four types of narcissists. There are people who use their intelligence to control other people or situations. These are cerebral narcissists. Then there are people who are obsessed with self-image. They are seeking admiration for their looks or body. The third type is the overt narcissist. These are obvious ones, pompous, arrogant and loud. And the last type is the least expected. These are covert narcissists. They are people pleasers. Often, they please others not to help them, but for control. They lack the ability to have authentic conversations. And more importantly, they lack empathy. A lot of behaviors that disturb us are actually narcissistic traits that have come alive. Someone being rude to a waiter or slamming the door shut. Spouses giving shallow responses to their partners or withdrawing from them. Let me give you a specific example. I have a client in her late 20s. Let's call her Neha. Neha has been married for a couple of years to Nikhil. They met through a common friend, fell in love and got married. Neha moved cities to live with Nikhil and his parents. 
but there is a problem. Neha feels she doesn't get the importance of a wife. Nikhil shares a deep attachment with his father. Most people are attached to their parents and this is not concerning. But over a series of conversations and incidents, I realized that Nikhil has an unhealthy trait, the need to please his father. And this unhealthy trait extends to his attachment to his friends as well. Neha called me in distress one day. There was a family emergency and she wanted to talk to Nikhil. He was out for a friend's birthday dinner and glossed over it. In that moment, he was more concerned about whether Neha had messaged his friend and wished him or not. Neha felt unheard and ignored. This wasn't an isolated incident in her married life. Her husband would refuse to pick up her call when he was sitting with his father. He would drop all work and conversation if his father as much as called out to him. He did not want to offend his father in any way. It was considered normal for Neha to spend evenings with his parents watching television, but at the cost of intimacy with Nikhil. Meanwhile, Neha is an independent girl. She is brought up with freedom as an important value. She did not understand the constant need to fill up space in the living room. She just couldn't understand why her husband wouldn't tell his parents that they had other plans, whether it was going for a drive or going out to watch a movie. Through Neha, I learned that Nikhil was the child of separated parents. He was brought up by his mother for the first few years. His father raised him since he was five years old. Over the years, he has developed a codependent relationship with his father. Even today, Nikhil was a child constantly seeking his father's approval. In fact, Neha felt like the third wheel in their relationship. The child in Nikhil had never really grown up. Of course, he studied, he got a job, he fell in love and got married. But all his behavior was hinged on one relationship, his need to be needed by his father. He almost drew his sense of identity from his father. Without the validation of his father, Nikhil had no idea who to be. Neha felt her role in this marriage was to constantly parent this child. She had grown up to be an independent woman and expected a marriage of equals. It wasn't like he was mean or abusive or rude to her. Nikhil was simply unaware of his own attachment issues. He simply didn't know how to be an adult, how to be a husband. Once, when Neha didn't reach out to him 
when he was upset, he felt ignored. He felt he wasn't the priority for her anymore when all Neha was doing was being an equal. You see what is going on in this relationship? Nickel is completely dependent on being validated. This is usually apparent in children seeking the approval of their parents. But as a child grows up, they learn to validate themselves. They learn to soothe themselves. But Nickel had not learned that. There was internal chaos within him because of his childhood. And to cope with that, he dissolved his boundaries. He embodied the covert narcissism of a being a people pleaser. This gave him a sense of certainty in his life. He felt in control that if I please my father or my friends, I will get their love and approval. He was so self-absorbed in his own need that he lost his sense of empathy for another individual. In this case, the other individual was his wife. Our traits come from our inner child. They come from what we have absorbed in our early childhood. And unhealthy narcissistic traits are no exception. They are imbibed viscerally and form a split in our personality that is often difficult for us to see. But there is a way forward. There are three steps to embrace the shadow side of us. The first is to acknowledge. Like Nickel, most of us are simply unaware of this trait. The second step is to accept it. And the third most important step is to account for it. To take responsibility of this trait in our friendships, relationships, leadership styles, all areas of our lives. It is a slow process and requires a lot of unlearning along the way. But the shadow can be smaller than the light. Next week, I will be talking about psychological metamorphosis. Write in to us at anna at anachandy.com and I will address any issues if you would like me to specifically speak about them. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Mornings with me, Anna Chandy. I'll see you in a fortnight with another discovery into the mind and the meanings we make. You can subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you.